The brave active duty men and women of our armed forces are trained to be ready for a surprise attack at any time. But what about when that attack comes from their own commander-in-chief? Acting at the behest of the political religious right and in contradiction to everything science and military experts tell us. I'm talking about the unprovoked and ill-conceived anti-transgender tweet that Donald Trump sent out late last month. The reverberations of which continue to echo despite the unceasing chaos this administration has continued to generate in the days since. And I'm very pleased to have the chance to do that talking in the company of Rabbi Rona Matlow, who describes herself as the only nuclear-qualified transgender rabbi. Now, that ought to get your attention. Rona, welcome to State of Belief Radio. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh we're going to link to your website, uh, rabbirona.us, from stateofbelief.com, so that our listeners can read your entire inspiring story. Uh, but would you just quickly summarize your military service, uh, please? Sure. So I enlisted in the Navy in the nuclear power program in April of 1979. And uh, while going through the uh, nuclear training pipeline as a machinist mate, which is kind of like a, a plumber for nuclear power plants, I was awarded a Navy ROTC scholarship, went to UCLA, finished my degree in chemistry, was commissioned as an ensign in 1982, and then I was stationed on board USS Hawkbill in Pearl Harbor. Then uh, taught at the nuclear power school, and then uh, after that, in department head school, I was weapons officer on USS Capadano, radiological control assistant on USS Shenandoah, then uh, decommissioning main propulsion assistant on USS Long Beach. After that, I went to shore duty and served as head of network command and control testing at Navy's operational test and evaluation force in Norfolk. And for my final tour, I was manager of cruise missiles at the Pacific Fleet Headquarters in Pearl Harbor. I retired January of 2001. After that, I uh, completed my graduate education and my seminary training and chaplaincy uh, training. Since then, I came out as a trans- as transgender, and I have been uh, working as an advocate and activist for transgender people as well as for veterans dealing with uh, combat injuries and post-traumatic stress. And I do a lot of counseling work with veterans and with transgender people. I do a lot of reach out with uh, Facebook, connecting with people and offering them assistance where they need it. I'd like to hear a little bit more about how you arrived at wanting to go to seminary and uh, how that transition took place and how the ordination came about. I started a master's degree in engineering management program and actually had kind of an aha moment that I shouldn't be seeking a career 
as a weapon system manager that I should be seeking a more spiritual path. Mm-hmm. And that led me to exploration of myself and ultimately to the decision to pursue rabbinical training. Mm-hmm. And that led to my ordination. I think there can be no denying that the president's anti-transgender statement was both a political distraction and a gift to his supporters on the extremist political religious right. So it's crucial for us to respond in both a practical and a religious context. Would you comment on the extent to which both individuals' lives and military cohesiveness would be impacted if this directive were to actually go forward? Absolutely. There are many transgender people currently serving on active duty. One that I know is an Apache helicopter pilot stationed in Korea, and she has currently 19 years of service. If this were enacted, she would be kicked out of service without being able to complete her career and retire, and it would create a hole in her command. Uh, Because of this directive, she's been currently taken out of flight status, which means that her unit is not fully mission capable because they don't have all of their pilots available at the moment. Uh, When you take a pilot out of service, you're talking about a cost of at least a million dollars to train a replacement, and a brand-new pilot doesn't have the kind of experience that this warrior has. She has flown untold numbers of combat missions, a new pilot wouldn't have anywhere near the skills or experience that she has. Hmm. I know another uh, Navy officer who's a Supply Corps officer who served in submarines and surface ships, served in the Pentagon at the Joint Chiefs, and is currently serving at the Defense Logistics Agency. If he were to be discharged, there would be a huge gap in the processing of logistics in the military, And uh, that would, of course, create ripple effects throughout all branches of service because he works at DOD. Uh, There are people such as an intel officer at Joint Bid-Lewis-McCord here in Washington, uh, a drill instructor in the Army, uh, an experienced combat operator in the Air Force. These are all folks that are on active duty right now living as transgender troops and their commands are supportive of them, but uh, their commander-in-chief is not. And for every one of these people, if they were to be discharged, it would create a gap in the unit's readiness and create a problem in terms of replacing them with equally qualified people. And in the end, the president is basing his argument on the cost of transgender care. So currently, DOD does not pay for transgender confirming surgery, which is in the vicinity of 30 grand. Mm. They do cover hormone therapy, but they also cover hormone therapy for cisgender military members, and so there is no significant cost incurred in that. But even if they were to cover gender surgery, the uh, total cost to the military might be 50000 per person, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but when you compare that to the cost of training a pilot, like the helo pilot that I mentioned, or somebody like myself who was a nuclear power operator, or Kristen Beck, who was a senior chief Navy SEAL, 
cooperated at Teams 1, 5, and the Warfare Development Group, or Team 6, and had multiple combat tours during her career. These are people who went through extremely costly training, and if they were summarily discharged by being transgender, uh, it would create huge holes in our operational readiness. Mm. Now, of course, we pray for peace. We pray for the vision of Isaiah that we should beat our swords into plowshares, our spears into pruning hooks, but the reality is that the world is a very dangerous place right now, and we do need our military to keep our country safe. Sure. You know, people complain that we're doing social engineering, we're forcing changes down the throats of the military that people in the military don't really want. But when you talk to the average soldier or sailor on the street, they don't care whether somebody is gay or transgender. They just want to make sure that everybody in their unit is doing their job and so that they can fulfill their mission completely and safely and all come home from their deployments and return to their families. Rona, what does it do to transgender individuals to be so directly called out and shunned, particularly on the spiritual level? What does it do? It creates a huge sense of betrayal, a sense of loss. Uh, everybody who is on active duty who is transgender right now is going through anticipatory grief right now, and, of course, they are questioning their own existence. Um, there is a very likely possibility that some of these folks may resort to self-harm because they feel so attacked and triggered by what's going on. And, of course, you know, the National Transgender Discrimination Survey shows that over 40% of adult transgender individuals have attempted suicide at least once in their life, and that's not due to us being mentally ill. It's due to the kinds of stressors that transgender individuals face, like this attack from President Trump. Yeah. Uh, switching to religious values, you know, he, as you mentioned, he is... Uh, serving himself up on a platter to the so-called religious right, but they are actually in violation of many tenets of religion. Oh, yeah. So the Torah and the New Testament and the Quran all teach love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that anybody would want to be called out, targeted, discriminated against, and oppressed the way the president is Uh, treating people. What about the damage to others? And I'm thinking now of both the fellow service members who love and rely on their transgender comrades, as well as people uh, who might feel pressure to take uh, an anti-transgender stand for no reason other than political pressure. Mm -hmm. So that creates a lot of conflicts among service members. Uh, When you are in a military unit, whether it's an aircraft squadron or an Army infantry company or a Navy ship, you develop a tight bond with the people in your unit, and you all feel like brothers and sisters. And just as if somebody were to attack somebody in your family, you would feel very attacked yourself and would uh, want to come up to defend them. Uh, it's the same, if not more so, for military brothers and sisters, because mm-hmm. we all have each other's back, we support each other, and, uh, you know, so we all feel that betrayal right now. 
you know, taking away very skilled people from their units leaves holes that other people then have to cover. Uh, you also mentioned the political pressure because there are, particularly in the senior officer ranks, people who feel huge political pressure to go along with these kinds of illegal orders. And when you are down the, the totem pole as a, a young enlisted person, you are then kind of forced into a climate that you never wanted where you are being told to follow somebody else's values and somebody else's religious beliefs. And, of course, you know, it's a gross violation of the First Amendment sure. separation clause for the government to impose religious beliefs on people in the first place. Ronald, why do you think the political religious right has decided to pick a fight with transgender Americans? Hate groups like the Family Research Council have been at the forefront of so-called bathroom bills in a number of states, and, and now this has escalated to the U.S. military. Why you? They are seeking any target to have political victories because the right wing is in jeopardy right now. They are learning very quickly that they are having trouble governing, as we've seen with their failure to uh, complete the, the American Health Care Act. Uh, and they're finding that they very well may lose control of the Senate, if not the House, next year during the midterm elections. So they're grasping at straws, trying to reach out for anything that they can do to garner attention and turn the focus away from the corrupt values that they're pushing and try to uh, create scapegoats. Chiefs of police and mayors in Texas came out in opposition to the bathroom bills in Texas, and they pointed out that there's never been a case of a transgender woman attacking somebody in a bathroom, and that, in fact, these kinds of bathroom laws just make people less safe because you would force transgender men into the women's room and transgender women into the men's room. You wouldn't know who's who, and it could lead to a lot of confusion and ultimately to increased attacks on people, including attacks on transgender women in the men's room. Thankfully, top military leaders have made clear their opposition to any kind of ban. How do you think this is likely to play out going forward? Well, the uh, commandant of the Coast Guard came out saying that he strongly supports his transgender service members and that he is not going to discharge any active-duty Coast Guard members. General Mattis, who is currently Secretary of Defense, has come out and stated that he would not turn back the advances that President Obama and Secretary Carter put in place for LGBT service members. And General Dunsford, the chairman of Joint Chief of Staff, another Marine general, has also come out stating that he does not support discharging transgender service members. The rub comes that if the president signs an executive order to carry this out, then these folks, particularly General Dunsford, are in a huge bind because if they refuse to carry out the order, they can face a general court-martial and uh, face uh, prosecution for treason. 
uh, General Mattis could actually be recalled to active duty and court-martialed, even though he's serving in a civilian role, because any retired military officer can, in fact, be recalled at the convenience of the military. And, of course, a military court-martial for treason, that would be a far worse prosecution even than what they might face in a civilian court. Right now they are saying that they are going to continue to support transgender service members, and it's our hope that by enough media attention, enough interviews, enough discussions, enough political pressure, President Trump may uh, be pushed back off of this stance, but in the end, if he makes this order, then the secretary has the option of either following the order or retiring, and likewise the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. It's very important in the meantime that people impacted by all of this know that there is support and resources available to them, and, and I want you please to talk about where active duty reserve and veteran transgender persons can turn at this particular moment for assistance? So there are a number of support organizations, including SPARTA, which is an organization for LGBT military members, the Transgender American Veterans Association. There is the Transgender Law Center, which will support any transgender person facing legal action. There is the Trans Lifeline, which is a crisis line in the United States and Canada that operates 24-7 to provide uh, support for any transgender people who are feeling uh, stressed. And, of course, there are people like me. I have hundreds of transgender military personnel that I connect with through Facebook, through RallyPoint, which is a military social media site, through Twitter. What are the marching orders you have for the rest of us, the millions of Americans watching in horror as this absurd story unfolds? Read my website, rabarona.us. On there I have addressed in multiple essays as well as uh, in workshops that I presented the true readings of the Bible that show that, that in fact, it is not only allowed but essentially required for transgender people to live as transgender because overall we are supposed to live by rules of Bible and not die by them. And our great rabbis have taught that this means that saving lives transcends any requirement in the Bible. So anybody who would say that what we're doing is a perversion of God's will No, we are living as God created us, and we are not violating any biblical precepts because the first thing is that we have to live by Bible and not die by it. Rona, this is so very helpful. Uh, Rabbi Rona Matlow is the only nuclear-qualified transgender rabbi. As an uninformed, unthinking president launched an assault on thousands of brave members of our armed forces, Rona has stepped up to offer both counsel and support for those who are most affected and for those of us who are deeply distressed and looking for a way to push back. We'll link to Rona's website, rabbirona.us, from stateofbelief.com. Rona, this has been an immeasurably valuable conversation. I thank you for taking time to be with us today on State of Belief Radio. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to join you today.